everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Sorry for another large pause from new episodes. I've been struggling to make ends meet quite literally out here. This industry strike has really put a damper on all things fun for quite a bit, but now we're going to try to get back to it, all right? I'm super stoked to have my buddy Jay on the podcast. You may know him as the guitarist of the Rochester shoegaze band Bad Bloom. He's also the owner-operator of Arch Woodshop, also based in Rochester, land of the garbage plates. We're basically here to promote some awesome new songs that his band will be dropping in the coming months, some great gigs that they have lined up, and to talk about movies, funny tour stories, his old life hustling in New York City, and everything in between. We expected this to not go more than an hour, and it went for two, baby, so that's when you know it was juicy. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Peace out. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Hell yeah. You still got some sunlight out there right now? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's only six o'clock out here in Cali. Yeah. That must be wild to like schedule everyone, especially people yeah. on the East Coast and stuff. Yeah, and I get a lot of East Coast, which is sort of funny. Yeah. All right. Well, we met a few weeks ago at the fireworks show at Mahal's in Cleveland. And I can't remember, were you doing merch for them at the time? Yes. I was doing merch for them. So is that you and Baloney doing it together as like a co op team or No, um, it's you typically, I mean, it's been seven years, but, um, uh, it's either or, right. uh, so baloney, uh, at one point just got busy with the wonder years. Right. So I kind of, you know, I, so I did several to a couple tours with them, uh, kind of filling in with him, but I think, but, but I think at that point, like he just didn't have time. Right. But, uh, I think he would come back every now and then and, and do that. But uh, for that tour, um, uh, they asked me to do it. And then Bologna is like, hey, I'm free, too. <laughs> so he just came out with us and Hell yeah. kind of did a little little TMing, a little, you know, loading. Just it was just one big happy family. One one big hangout. It's cool. Yeah, that was, that was a fun venue, too. I really liked it there. Cool hangout. Yeah, before place and is after. great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, I had been there before years ago, uh, and we played like in the basement there, right? Um, which they made look way nicer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that upstairs venue is it. That place is super fun now. It's it's awesome. And how how do you and Jimmy know each other? Was were you on tour with like uh, Polar Bear Club back in the day? Yeah. So um, my buddy uh, Eric. Who goes by Goose? He right. joined up with Polar Bear Club, and me and me and Goose have been doing bands for a while. Oh, and cool. so, uh, eventually, uh, yeah, I started working with them. Um, 
I started, I think I went out a couple times, just kind of like teching and stuff, just not really teching, but like kind of loading, just being extra hand. Right. Um, and then when, um, when backer Trevor, uh, couldn't do some tours, I, uh, I TM for them. Uh, I think I just did one headlining tour with them. So, Sweet. uh, yeah. So I knew Jimmy for a little bit and we became pals through that. And he joined bad bloom for a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, when we moved to Rochester, um, you know, we're looking to uh, basically we just it was just me and Kate and we right. left two of our members behind in New York. So when we moved to Rochester, we're just like um, trying to figure it out. And I was like, well, let's at least just ask Jimmy yeah. just to get it out of the way because he's doing shy tooth at the time. We didn't know if he would he would want to do it. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're like, well, let's just at least ask him and then we'll go from there and uh he uh he wanted to do it and uh we had a lot of fun with him and he was with us for about a year oh cool yeah and he probably just got too busy with the baby i'm sure <laughs> yeah once the baby came i think that the plan was to have a couple of months off but um you know jimmy he just needs to be the best at whatever he does and right that he's got to be the best dad and uh just doing weekend runs with us and practicing every week just wasn't gonna you know that with with shy tooth which is his main focus right there's no way he we knew right away we we're like dude he's not coming back he, he can't do this <laughs> so, yeah it's tough yeah hey, that brings me to my next question when will the famous discord group know you go see your return for a movie discussion oh man you know i stay every almost every month i say i'm gonna do it right it just it life just got so busy you know we started doing that group during the pandemic where it was no big deal to take you know uh, a couple hours to watch a movie and then um a, an hour to get in on sundays um and chat but uh right it's it, like i have the time off on sundays but it's 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 just my brain is full of other things and it's like it's so difficult, but, uh, I love talking about movies and I love, I love that group and everyone's perspective on, on film and stuff. And, uh, I really do miss it quite a bit, but it's just, I, I don't have the bandwidth right now, but, uh, right. you, uh, you never know. Maybe I'll just pop in one day. Eventually you know? I'll just pop in. It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> what are some good movies you've checked out recently? Uh, recently, uh, I went and saw Oppenheimer. Ooh, so good. And, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was one of Nolan's best. Yeah, same. Um, it's like he went wild for a bit and then kind of returned to. I mean, he still fucked with time and everything. Right. But, uh, <laughs> it was. It was great. And then uh, we we saw Asteroid City, which oh. I loved. Also, I thought was like. Yeah. A return to like golden era of Wes Anderson, you know. And then at home, I've been on like a Paul Newman kick. So I've been watching a lot, oh, cool. bunch of classics with him. And oh, I yeah. just think that guy's so cool, you know, just oddly getting into him now. But, uh, but yeah, sure. we just, I, where did I just watch um, The Verdict? And that movie is oh. unbelievable. I still have to see that one. Yeah, it's really great. But like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Cool Hand Luke. Yes. Yeah, Sting. I just watched... Cool, cool and Luke was another one I just recently watched. Um, that was great. So I still good. haven't seen The Sting. It's on my it's on my list. I gotta I gotta find that. Yeah, all classics. Are you on Letterboxd? 
Yes. Oh, cool. What's your yeah. letterbox? Oh, I don't know. It's like your Instagram handle. I, right <laughs> I know. I should just know it. Yeah, but I, I I log everything in on there. This it really helps me like keep track of everything. It's great. Um, it's just what is this? I don't even know how do you tell your name, what your name is. <laughs> right on your right on your profile there. It's right when you click on your, your head or whatever. Should we have the really the top? It, believe it or not, it's not. <laughs> do you have like an Android? No. Oh. <laughs> I think it's just my name or something. That's fine. I could I could put it in there later. Just I'll send you mine and yeah, just like, yeah. so we can follow each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Sorry, I'm uh I'm not great at technology. <laughs> yeah, same. It's literally same. Any uh any cool records that you've been listening to lately? Oh yeah. Um so the new blur has been on repeat repeat since it came out. I heard that. I can't good. get enough of that. That is, it is just, it is just songwriting at its finest. It's so easy to listen to. And there's like all these little tasty treats in there. Guitars are like, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he throws some like really interesting stuff in there. And then just vocally, like, uh, vocally, he's like found this awesome spot that is just so pleasing. Yeah. So I've been listening to that a lot and um um for newer stuff um I you know that always record that came out last year is still on repeat okay. and uh I really love that and uh yeah I can't, I can't <laughs> there's so, there's so many head, but what's the what's the blur album that's the orange cover the, like the classic one I love that one. Yeah. Uh, I, is it uh, called 13, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I always forget. That's a great album, though. Yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible with titles and stuff. Yeah, same. <laughs> I mean, a lot. it's a common thing. I'm glad it's a common thing because I'm just like, I don't know the name of that song. Unless it's, it's so in the hard. chorus a million times, I'm not going to know the name of the song. I'm not going to know the record. Right. So did you grow up in Syracuse? I did, yeah. I... um. Yeah, I lived there, uh, grew up there, and and moved away in my twenties. But yeah, Syracuse guy. How'd you like it growing up? Syracuse is yeah. a blue collar town. Right. It is. It's tough. Um, you know, I, my family's well off. I live in the suburbs. Um, but you know, they uh they struggled to keep us there. Yeah. Um, we had everything we needed and everything we wanted and it never really i never really noticed it but you know um but uh yeah i grew up in the suburbs just right outside of the city and then uh when i got a little older and i moved out i moved into the city um it's just a really small city and then when you're in involved in the you know subculture punk rock and hardcore it's even smaller right um so we had a lot of fun and we have really thick skin and we're really everyone just busts balls and uh when you leave there you realize not everyone's like that right <laughs> so uh luckily i i you know i realized this and kind of changed my ways a little bit and became a nicer person but you're definitely 
you can definitely I could pick out a Syracuse person if I don't even know them. I can be like you're from there a similar city you know that's hilarious at what point did you find music um right away i mean i as soon as you know a little kid just singing every word on the radio in the car and uh i got my first guitar oh i don't know i must have been like 13 or maybe it was earlier than that but um right growing up listening you know grunge was the thing and uh i'm so happy that was you know that was my radio that was my pop culture were these grunge bands right that i still listen to today so you know seeing those guys with guitars and i I, and now you have this like memory of like just watching mtv and watching a whole video and being like, I need a f- guitar right now. Yeah. And I, I, it's it's weird that that's the one that did it because I'm not like a massive Hole fan, but like I just remember being like, all right, this is it's over. I got to get a guitar. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <It's> so, <over. laughs> yeah. So then I started playing and taking lessons and stuff like that. And I think uh, in high school, we started like some pop punk bands and some hardcore bands and stuff like that. All right. What was it like growing up with the Syracuse music scene? Were you a fan of like Earth Crisis and all those hardcore bands? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, it's unavoidable, you know. Yeah. Um, someone gave me an Earth <laughs> This stoner that I knew gave me this Earth Crisis record and said, I, you're going to love this. And right. he was right. And I remember <laughs> um, I missed like the super, super heyday. Yeah. Uh, I was, I think I may have saw them in 99. Wow. Um, at a big festival, the K K Rock, you know, the radio station, they had a festival in Syracuse, the, the K Rockathon. Uh, <laughs> Foo Fighters were supposed to play, but they canceled. But Earth Crisis played, and I was like, "Oh, there they are!" Yeah. And uh, and then I I saw them then, and then I saw their last show, which I think was um, either two thousand or two thousand one. Um, but yeah, just. They were the legends. They were the celebrities in town. And you would see them around and you're just like, they just shaped my brain through their lyrics and just their ethics and stuff. So Earth Crisis was a big one for me and uh, mm-hmm. uh, eventually became friends with them and, and stuff. And that was like really great. Um, but yeah, I was, I loved all those bands, the straight edge bands, the vegan bands, all that stuff was, uh, I loved it. Even though I was like, kind of got the tail end of it. Yeah. Um, all those heavy bands. Um, and then it kind of like went over to more punk rock hardcore, which was great. Which Mm -hmm. is still the stuff I love the most now. So, but yeah, yeah. All those like classics. I love them. Do you like like suicide file and, and stuff like that? Bane? Yeah, absolutely. That was like, that was like right post that era, right when I was, um, you know, going, going to, you know, any show I could go to, but yeah, suicide file was a big one and Bane as well. But, um, suicide file was a band that I would, I would travel to see just anywhere that the, the politics of that guy and the intelligence of, of him, it just like, you know, just like trumped a lot of people, 
And then the music on top of it was this like unique take on hardcore at the time. And, um, you know, I'm a rock and roll guy. So that like, you know, I grew up listening to rock and roll. So that like really hit me hard. Uh, but yeah, that band was really special to me. And we went to the last show in Boston. I saw a reunion show and, uh, well, reunion show, maybe it was like eight years ago at this point, but yeah, yeah. that band was, that band was big for me. Yeah. They literally played here the other day and I missed it. I'm so bummed. <laughs> oh, wow. They play with uh, American Nightmare. Is that the, I don't think, was no, it the wasn't show? them. It was like some big showcase that they came out for. Okay. I can't, I can't remember who else was on it. It might've been like Ignite or something. Oh, cool. Cool. A bunch of random ones. Um, but I did get to see Earth Crisis on that California takeover right before COVID with uh, Strife and yeah. Snapcase. That was sick. Yes. That was awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I uh, had tickets for Buffalo and then it got rescheduled and, yeah. and I didn't even know when it got rescheduled too and I missed it. <laughs> so <unfortunately, laughs> <That> sucks. <laughs> yeah. Snapcase is around though. They play They play quite a bit. So. Yeah, I have to catch them still um, yeah. on this run. But yeah, I got to go see them. Were your parents musicians at all? No. Um, but my dad was heavily involved uh, in the 70s with rock bands in Syracuse, um, oh. which is like, my dad's not the greatest communicator in the world, so I didn't really get all of this when I was young, but he essentially was a tour manager for a band in Syracuse or a couple of them. Mm -hmm. um, this might be just his lore, like my cousin's lore, but when you wanted to start a band in Syracuse, you'd go see my dad right. and see who was who were the mu musicians were that were available and where you could go get equipment and stuff like that. That's um, sweet. Obviously, it was a long time ago, and that might be a little fabricated, but I love that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I essentially followed in his footsteps TMing years later, but or decades later. But, uh, but yeah, he was he was heavily involved, and he just he used to show me pictures and stuff that he used to take at shows. And, uh, you know, he That's saw awesome. everyone, like, like Zeppelin and Sabbath and just, Damn. like, all this cool stuff. This is a cool, actually, thing that just happened. So... My parents went down to Virginia to go see um, Post Malone. <laughs> what? Uh, so my mom loves Post Malone. I love right? that. And and uh, she tried to buy tickets to Buffalo, uh, but she bought <laughs> tickets to Virginia instead on accident. <laughs> Technology thing runs in the family. Yeah. So my uh, so they go down to Virginia last week to go see him, <laughs> and I talked to my dad after. My mom loved it. She had a blast. She was like, yeah. I love him songs are awesome he's so good and then my dad who you know it's not he he doesn't hate it yeah but uh he was like yeah he's pretty good he played a sabbath song so he's all right to me <laughs> so uh, apparently he played a sabbath song in the middle of the set and that's he was sick super excited about it he is really talented i, I definitely like him more than oh, a lot yeah. of like the rappers today i feel like he's more interesting i don't know yeah he's he's got something man he's he's yeah I like that uh, Beer Bongs and Bentley's album. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I haven't dug deep into his, his catalog, but I've always meant to because I every time I hear one of his songs, I'm like, this guy is freaking good, man. Super random, but a couple of years ago, I had to get all my, my wisdom teeth out, and I, I wasn't able to be put put to sleep for it because like, my body was like reacting weird to it, and like the, the monitor was going off. 
Yeah. So they, they were like, oh, you're going to have to come back to do your wisdom teeth. And I'm like, no, I just I flew from California to do this. This was like in Buffalo. Uh, and uh, so I was like, no, we're going to do it awake. So so I did the whole thing awake and they had to get, like numb my gums and I needed to find like an album to listen to for like the whole time. And that was the only one I could think of was the uh, Beer Bongs and Bentley's album <laughs> over an hour long. Oh. And that's that's how long they said the surgery was going to take. <laughs> oh, boy. I hope that didn't ruin the record for you. No, but yeah, I was just listening to like fucking drilling and Post Malone the whole time. Oh, Jesus. It's freaky. Terrible. <laughs> um, did you play any sports growing up? Yeah, I did. Um. I was a big soccer kid. I was terrible at it, um, I, but I did soccer, and I played basketball for my church. I played Sweet. baseball. I think those are the three, and lacrosse. Lacrosse is really big in Syracuse, and you had to play. Uh, I know – I'm sure it was in Buffalo as well. I know it's kind of like an East Coast thing, but – Yeah, it is. Um our school was like a big lacrosse school. So when I was young, I'd go to lacrosse camps uh, nice. during the summer. And then I, when it was finally time to try out for the school team, I was, I found out how bad I was and yeah. <laughs> I didn't make the team, but yeah, I, I played sports in, into high school, but uh, I think around the time I found punk rock, I was, I was all set on that stuff. Right. Yeah. I was never, I never played lacrosse. But don't you have to like dribble the ball technically? Like you have to like shake it back and forth, or you you get like penalized. Yeah, um, cradling. Yeah, that's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would forget to do that every five seconds. I would just be running. You would with drop it. the ball though. That's, you would. Yeah, yeah. You would. You, so you learn, yeah, from that. Like you would just drop the ball if you weren't cradling the whole time. Right. So centripetal force or whatever. If you want yeah, to bring physics I, into it. I didn't really learn the rules. I guess. <laughs> um. So Kurt Cobain was a very early influence for you. What exactly about his image or performance gravitated towards you? You know, it's it's probably just the loud guitars, you know? Um, He just was, I always wanted long hair when I was a kid and I didn't grow it till recently, but um, he just looked so cool. It was so aggressive. Um. You know, and then it had that pop element, obviously, that made it so accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I just he he just like like he did for anyone at that time, just like just obsession of this band and like nothing, you know, nothing sounded like that. Like I didn't know punk rock at the time. I was too young. Right. And it was just like you know, it was insane. Yeah. you he know was like, like super raw i think that was the word like just super yeah. raw and just like yeah relentless yeah but that like that songwriting talent like always oh, the best you know it 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 like just trumps anything you know and like even yeah. if it's aggressive or, or or like not that accessible vocally it's still the songwriting like that's like a big you know um that draws anyone in you know mm-hmm. And I, dude, I bought his guitar. Dude. No way. Check it out. Years later. Yeah, like his Mustang right here. Oh, dude. That's I mean, so it's not sick. his. I paid like 500 bucks for this thing, but you know. Yeah, but that's like I had to sweet. have it. Yeah, that's fucking sweet. <laughs> Do you have a favorite of their, their records? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, 
Um, no, I bounce around, you know? Right. Yeah, I don't think... I would, you know, only say that the Unplugged record... Yeah. I love that so much because of how unique it is. And, like, they played really well, you know? <laughs> it's really yeah. cool. Like, I don't know. That was a cool thing, too, back then. There was that Unplugged MTV Unplugged. Yeah, dude. Like, that was a special thing, you know, that can never be duplicated they could try it again but like that was like unproduced just figure it out and that was so cool yeah but i used to listen to that probably the most oddly enough when i was a kid back when tv cared about like showcasing bands properly (laughs) yeah way cooler (laughs) um so what are some of your other earliest influences as far as music is concerned like which bands push you towards a career in music um cool yeah like a lot of those grunge bands i know like Um, smashing pumpkins you liked smashing pumpkins i love smashing pumpkins one of my all-time favorites um you know um allison chains uh metallica i got into i got right before like right when that grunge stuff was over i gravitated to like metal like metallica and pantera and stuff um so those bands were like big for me um yeah silver chair was another good grunge they okay. don't get talked about enough i think the later records are probably better than non-grunge records but i love those and like those like they were like 16 or something at the time Unreal. so that was like real like i can do this you right. know kind of thing when i was like 12 or whatever so those guys were like that and just uh yeah that yeah yeah you know elson chance was a big one. Hell yeah um, yeah is it true you were living in Queens when you started Bad Balloon with your wife back in 2019? That is right. Yeah. Hell yeah. You probably, what did you find the one article that someone wrote? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we were, um, <laughs> that's, uh, so that's right. So I, w- I was doing merch and tour managing for a long time and I kind of gave up music. All right. Um, and then when I started um, dating my wife, Kate, um i kind of realized i wanted to be at home um so i i i gave up that aspect of touring and i kind of was off music for a while i honestly didn't even listen to it i just kind of got burnt out yeah but then i just started writing again probably took about two years um and i started writing again and then um kate was always involved with music and doing bands and stuff but one of her bands broke up and she was, they played like one show and the kid just like, qu- someone just quit. Oh man. So she was really bummed out. And I was like, listen, I have like a bunch of songs. Why don't you try singing on these? And we're in our tiny little apartment in Queens. Yeah. And I was like, I either left or just like went in the other room. I was like, do whatever you want. Like, you know, I gave her like what I was going for at the time. And it was more, a little more grunge at the time. Yeah. Um, but like shoegazy. And I was like, and I came back and listened to what she did. And I was like, totally blown away. Yeah. And uh, so we like demoed out a couple songs. Um, and then uh, we tried to get a band together, which was very difficult in New York for some reason for us. But uh, right. but then we got a couple other guys and we started practicing and stuff. Yeah. Um, What was it like living out there in New York City? Was that challenging? 
very challenging. Um, yeah. but I loved it. It was, man, I had a really good time out there and yeah. you, you, people say people like give up on it, you know, it's not for everyone, but it yeah. was definitely for me. Um, it was about 10 years I spent there. Um, wow. the fast pace, I just do. I loved it so much. Um, I always like, uh, compare it to like a lover, right? Like, it's like, right. I love it's It, it just, it's like an entity. And like, anytime I ever really wanted to move, which happened every couple of years, you know, because it is tough dude. you're commuting on the subway. It's yeah. either hot and humid down there or it's freezing cold and there's just chaos all the time and you have yeah. to just ignore this chaos right but anytime i would think about moving out of there you just fall in love again like you just yeah. walk up on a festival you know and you're like what is this yeah and that's just that's just how new york is like you just like you'll stumble into something you're like oh and then you stumble into a neighborhood you've never been to or haven't spent much time in. And you're like, oh, this is incredible. Like, yeah. So I really loved it. You know, like it was, I had a lot of friends there. We were all like minded people that wanted to just like have fun and um, create art and just take in this city. And that was a big part too, where I had this core group of friends that loved the city that as much as i did so mm -hmm. um yeah man i i love that place i don't ever want to move back there or anything like that but yeah uh i had a really good time there what made you finally pull the plug was it covid it was covid for sure yeah. um our apartment was tiny it was a nice apartment uh but it was just very small just me and my wife and my dog yeah um my job was gone you know and then um my wife was working remote and um it just was really scary in the city mm -hmm. uh covid and along and then the protests too uh, yeah it it got chaotic and it wasn't you know it was just right across the bridge from us in the city um so there's a lot of uncertainty of like what's going to happen to the city? Is it going to crumble? You know, yeah. you know, even though we were with the cause, you know, we didn't know who's out there. Right. Um, I ended up going to a bunch during the day and stuff like that, which were safe, but mm -hmm. nighttime was chaos. Not that we were leaving our building at all, but like, right. That, and just, you know, we, we weren't going outside, you know, because, you're just surrounded by people and uh it was tough so we we bought a car yeah and uh i couldn't park the damn thing <laughs> and my wife was like i'm gonna ask if we can go if i can go remote permanently and see if we can move and i was just like honestly i don't want to park this car let's let's move <laughs> yeah no, but it was time. It, we had thought about it before. And like I said, we kept falling back in love. But like, yeah, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know when my job's coming back. I work for a restaurant group. I was like, two of the restaurants closed. And uh, just like, I don't know if my main restaurant's going to close or if right. they're just going to, you know, and I love this job too. I was, so I just didn't want to 
I just didn't know if it was going to be there. So I was kind of like, okay, let's, let's figure it out. Let's get out of here. Try something different. Yeah. Yeah. That stinks. Have yeah. you gone back to visit recently? I have, uh, That's we've cool. played a couple shows down there. Yeah. Right. Um, which is like kind of a bad way to go visit. Um, <laughs> yeah. You get like no time. There's no time. And like <laughs> shows always suck. Cause it's just any rock shows suck down there. It's just like, unless you like get really lucky. Yeah, um, but um, you know, we went. We've gone down. I went to you know. I go to my. I always try to go to my coffee shop that I always. I went to every morning and say hi to them and get my favorite coffee and go eat at some cool restaurants um, and see see a couple friends if I can. But yeah, we've been down there. It's getting back on. You know, it's getting back to normal. Is the music scene still pretty good there? Like for people that are local. Or is it, is it really kind of hard just because it's such a big city? It's tough. Yeah. So the New York scene for indie rock, I think punk rock and like pop punk and stuff like that, you, you'll have better luck down there. Right. Um, every, all of us have in the past. We've had like amazing shows in Brooklyn and stuff. Yeah. Indie rock is so saturated down there. Um, so you can get a show any, anytime. Yeah. There's a ton of venues. They need, they need shows. But that doesn't mean your show is going to be good. Yeah. So, you know, we like before we moved, we played, we played, we played a couple decent shows. But going down there now, it's like you're booking the show. The venue doesn't care about you. Yeah. So they're not promoting. Um, you're kind of just relying on your own draw, and then your draw, you just like like and it, like you're drawing Rochester. Let's say like you draw like a hundred people in Rochester. Yeah. 90 people are going to come. If you draw, if you draw a hundred people in New York, you're lucky if 20 of those people come yeah. to a show that in a neighborhood, they don't know or whatever, like on a whatever night, you know? So, I mean, there's a ton of musicians down there and it's really cool. And, um, that's kind of cool. And you can get a lot of reps in playing in these places and you could eventually build up your following. We didn't have enough time before COVID to do that, but um, yeah, it's tough, man. I just, you know, this last time we went down there, um, the other band we were with really wanted to play Brooklyn. And I was like, this is not, we're not going to have a good time, dude. It's going to be, you're going to get to the venue. They're going to forget that they booked you. They're going to be upset with you. Cause you, we got equipment. They're going to yeah. be up they're just they're gonna be upset you didn't draw any it's just a nightmare and they're like what do you guys want to do tonight and you're like we want to play a show that you booked right you, do, you know what i mean it's like it's <laughs> insane so and uh that's exactly what happened this last time and he was like i'm really sorry i didn't know it was like this so i was like i tried to tell you <laughs> yeah that sucks <laughs> yeah how, do, how does like practicing work there it seems like it would definitely come with its like fair share of challenges yes it's very challenging so there is a beautiful thing where there's these spaces uh, that have equipment in them, right. ready to go. Bring your guitars, bring your pedals, bring your drumsticks. Mm -hmm. um, and, the, and it's honestly just like 20 bucks an hour. Okay. So that's cool, but you, you got to get there with yeah. your stuff, uh, which sucks. Yeah. Or you can get a practice space, which we, we finally lined up an awesome space right as COVID hit but um <laughs> of course but you're going to these areas that aren't necessarily where everyone lives yeah. you know 
you can get lucky and live out there. And I'm sure a lot of musicians just do that. Mm -hmm. But um, for us, it's like, get on the train with your guitar, my pedal board and get over there. And uh, yeah, it's challenging. It's super challenging (laughs) (laughs) to get everyone there. Whatever. Like our last situation was great though. We, we had our own space and uh, I love spending time there, but yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely difficult. You guys definitely do the shoegaze sound justice. What made you ultimately decide on this sound? So ever since I started playing music, I was very interested in effects. Yeah, I didn't necessarily know right away what shoegaze was. Um, but, you know, uh, in my 20s, I found my buddy Valentine and all the classics and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, dude, so good. Yeah. Um, and I always just was interested in making my guitar not sound like a guitar or just doing interesting things and uh, that is you know that's the kind of genre that's most interesting um it kind of yeah so that was kind of a draw i think i just wanted to be effects driven and uh the stuff in the beginning was like i said it was like kind of a little grungy Mm -hmm. and then um the guitar player we had at the time his name is ryan he's freaking awesome uh, I told him, like, I kind of want to make this more of a shoegaze thing. And he was more on top of it than I was. So I kind of learned a little bit from him, yeah, uh, which was great. And then so that first, like, three songs, a lot of the gazy stuff um, is him. And uh, so I learned from him. And then, the fo- like, we just did the three songs with him. And then, then the following record, I just like, cool, I want to do that. That's, I have to take that part, that role now. So, um, yeah, we did, we just kind of like, you know, we dabble in it, I say, because right. I think um, a lot of purists would say that if you don't sound like my bloody Valentine or something, like you're not shoegaze. <laughs> um, but we'd say we take elements from it, um, which is, what i'd rather do anyway i I don't want to sound like anyone i just want to be us right that's the best way yeah but i think being into shoegaze gives you a lot of options of things and and it gives you a lot of leeway to um Mm -hmm. just mess with your sound and um you know i love like writing a pop song and then trying to destroy it with my guitar (laughs) and that's these new songs, well, the next the next single that's coming out is that, and I had to explain it to the engineer. Hell yeah. I was like, listen, this is a pop song, and I'm going to try to ruin it. <laughs> and you have to let me ruin it, but, but then also... Save it. <laughs> do your thing. Yeah, then save it. So I just love the chaos of that, and I think that's what Shoegaze really is. It's just like making beautiful chaos. Right. Um, yeah, so that's... It's, it's just really interesting... Um, genre of music you know there's a lot of variety to play with for sure mm-hmm. um let's see so what are, what are some upcoming shows that you guys have lined up that people can look look forward to so we're um we're a little show light right now um okay kate, kate just started a new job and we kind of we kind of were very busy this um spring and and summer right um but we are playing the bug jar in a couple weeks uh mm-hmm. with this band ace of wands which is a band people should check out if you're into to like indie rock and shoegaze and yeah. and um just like kind of dark wave but like rock like right. i would say that they like there's this like 
like muse you know like that kind of area of rock which i i'm a fan of i know like it's yeah. kind of brogue territory but I, I like that kind of stuff anyway we're playing with them at the bug jar and then i think we have a buffalo show the following month and then i'm gonna start booking maybe november do a couple couple cities little run hell yeah little run yeah that's cool I feel bad to admit this, but I was actually in town a few weeks ago and you guys played a show at Mohawk and the same night my sister had her 30th birthday party and it was also downtown. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was also downtown. It was at like Resurgence. <laughs> oh, okay. I was Damn. so bummed. I was going to try to make them both work and it was impossible. So I was, I was uh, so well, bummed. <laughs> thanks for thinking about it. That show was, um, yeah, that was a very interesting show. Um, so we played with this band called Sunday Rain from Buffalo. Uh, they're a fairly new band, uh, yeah. young guys. Uh, they rule. Um, uh, yeah, that was that was great. They have a big fan base, and uh, uh, there's it's pretty well attended. And uh, you know, it was it was cool. Uh, I I don't think that their fans liked us, <laughs> and that's like I was like it was very like so they're 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 like kind of grungy band. They have like deftones influences and stuff like that oh cool um and their crowd was just like kind of expecting like a harder rock kind of situation from <laughs> us i think which like listen we're able to like win a room over pretty right. often i just just because my wife is awesome and seeing her play music is is great and i, I attribute it all to her but we could not win them over really? and it was and it was you know, I don't take it personally or anything. I actually was like, wow, this is really funny. Like, we are <laughs> just not going over well. That's brutal. And, and I felt it, and it just, like, was so weird. But, um, yeah. well, that was fun. we had a fun night with Sunday Rain. They ruled. Check Did they go on first, or were you first? We were first. Oh, okay, so that's not that bad, I guess. I would never follow them. They just, like, put on a show, dude. <laughs> and the thing is, like, they're, they don't have a bass player. They have a cello player. Oh, sick. This guy is a souvent. Like, I was just saying, like, this dude <laughs> um, could go play theaters by himself. And right. people would come see him. Like, I can't think of who's like that. Like, um, I don't know. Like a solo act? Like a solo act? Yeah, like saying? a solo act. Just like, it, he could if he could put a show together that's like... King Diamond. Dude, King Nam. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much a full band, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a full band. But yeah, he could do that. Like, uh, yeah. so it's a very unique band. Um, and we had a great time. That, uh, and we love Mohawk Place. That's like our oh, favorite yeah. venue to play. We played there twice, and it's just like the sound is always good on stage. Yeah, the stage is big enough to hold us. Yeah, and I saw Seven Seconds there when I was young, so I oh, always love that place. <laughs> yeah, I love Mohawk. I'm glad it reopened after that whole stupid lawsuit. Yeah. Awesome. What about the uh the show with Shy Tooth, huh? Was that June first? Yeah, that was um That's cool. Yeah, that was June first. That was uh we were doing a weekend um mm -hmm. weekend of shows with our friends and club drugs. Yeah, yeah. Who's like a dark wave gothy band. Um That's cool. Yeah, so that was cool. That was we got to have to play with Jimmy again, you know. Yeah. And yeah. You know, on the same stage, and uh, they hadn't played uh, Rochester probably since the pandemic. I know they played Syracuse post pandemic, but um, it was kind of like we were setting the show up, and I was like, okay, again, let's ask Jimmy. Yeah, you can say no, it's fine, but 
he was like, yeah, we're itching to play. So they've been busy recording. Um, That's cool. But uh, we got them to come out and they crushed it. And Jimmy is one of the, you know, it's, it's awesome to, to watch him again instead of seeing him across the stage. Yeah. To watch him perform, especially with a guitar. Like, yeah. People missed out in Polar Bear Club, man. He is such a great guitar player. He smokes anyone. Really? And to see him sing and play guitar and be, I told him to, he looks so comfortable doing it. Like, yeah. I'm just like, how do you, like, I feel like I'm like, I always say, like, I feel like I dropped the bullet change on stage and I'm trying to pick it up all the time. Yeah. And he just looks like he's having fun and he's so relaxed. Uh, but yeah, that show was great. We had a fun time. He's super talented. Mm-hmm. Were you in any other bands like back in the day, like anything heavy? I was. I was in lots of bands. Um, the heaviest uh, was a band called Unholy. Hell yeah. um, I played bass in this band. Um, they they were around for a while. I uh, I joined up with them like their last album cycle, um, and uh, that was super metal, and it was so fun. <laughs> and I had to become a better bass player, and it was cool. And like, um, I got to play with uh, one of my favorite guitar players, um, this dude Jonathan Dennison, yeah, who was in Another Victim and The Promise. Um, and he's just, you know, he's one of my good friends now, but at the time I was like, dude, I want to play with this guy. He is like such a unique guitar player. Mm-hmm. And then the other guitar player, Steve-O is just like a shredder, just unbelievable, like can play anything. Yeah. Just everyone in the band was super talented. Andy on drums and Billy singing, like these guys are just like pros. Legends. And, uh, I felt like a, I felt like an amateur, but towards the end, I, I had it down pretty well. And um, I definitely stepped up my game with that band. Right. That's um, cool. It's always helpful to be around people that are like better, though, to, to make you get better, you know? Yeah, 100%. And that's like... got to learn from somebody. I feel like all the bands that I've done that were worth anything, they were all better than me. And um, just really, you know, you, you kind of have to look at music that way. Mm-hmm. Um just to always get better and to kind of watch everyone around you, you know, like the first like real touring band I did was called no idols. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was doing hardcore bands and stuff like that and they were awful, but I joined this band that was really good. And, um, the guitar player and the singer, uh, Ryan Hanks, they were writing songs. I got to watch them do that. Yeah. And the, the guitar player was, you know, a couple years younger than me. And I just had to learn, like, it doesn't matter. Like this dude is an awesome guitar player and knows how to write songs. I need to learn from him. And luckily that was like early on where I could be like, okay, cool. It doesn't matter who it is. I need to see what I can learn from them. And that was like the first band I ever like learned how to write a song, you know, or watch them write songs and stuff like that. And, uh, um, yeah, that's, you just surround yourself by better, like just better musicians to get better. And just, I don't know. I feel like if you stop doing that, then you're just, you're spinning your wheels, you know? Right. You operate a custom wood shop. Tell us a little bit about that. (laughs) I do. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So when I lived in New York, I was doing a, uh, after post touring, I, um, I got a job doing repairs in a, for a restaurant group. Yeah. Uh, my buddy hired me 
and he taught me everything he knew and he taught me a lit he he was a general contractor beforehand so he just knows how to do everything him and um the other guys that i worked with so they taught me a little woodworking we had to build some tables stuff like that and that was the part i liked the most so when i moved to rochester you know i was like i'm not going to find a repair job that i like as much as i like that one with these people that i loved working with yeah so i was like i'm i'm gonna go for it and you know start a wood shop business um and that's called arch shop and uh yeah, I've been doing it ever since I was here, um, you know, growing my clientele and um, I'm having a really good time and just trying to do work that I'm proud of, you know, I just, so I made, cool. just made Jimmy a table. So that's so cool, man. <laughs> so doesn't the dude from like, I think the dude from set your goals does that too. Like the old guy from set your, set your goals. I can't remember one of the guys, but he does something. You know, similar. I don't know those guys too much just Adelio and um and matt but joe from four-year uh was a big woodworker for a while yeah um maybe maybe the, those guys um yeah i don't know i'm sorry that's, that's gotta be a pretty <laughs> cool like side yeah. hustle either way like if you're playing music and you can go back to that like instead of going to like a corporate job that's way cooler yeah yeah absolutely you know um yeah, the idea for me is to, you know, I'm I'm transitioning and try to make this like a full time gig, and if I can go on the road and like just come home to my shop and just that'd be, you know, that's, that's the idea. That's the dream. That's the life. <laughs> that's, that's the yeah, exactly. Is it hard to find clients? Like, yeah, um, you know, your first couple of years, you're you know, you're not making any money, and you're just, I just use those years like just to learn how to be efficient and um, learn how to use all the tools I didn't have. I learned on a rooftop in Manhattan with a circular saw. So like right. very punk rock. So uh, I had, I got the proper tools to like um, do things more efficiently and, and, and better, you know? So yeah. Uh, the first couple of years I just, I did um, markets, made a little stupid things, you know, and just gave my card out and just um, got better and better at it. And, um, and then people just started hitting me up, my friends. Um, and then now and then I'll get a job, um, from some people I don't know, which is awesome. That's and, cool. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a process, you know, you gotta like, I work at a pizza shop in the morning and I just, I was like, I'm going to keep doing this until like, I have a nervous breakdown because i'm too busy and then i'll just right. go straight to woodworking and just you know leave that behind but... <laughs> i'm sure it's about how many clients you can get in a month too i'm sure it pays for itself as long as you get enough to make it break even you know yeah it's 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 difficult i'm I'm trying to figure out all that financial stuff out now yeah. to make it viable and just um keep it uh keep a flow of, uh, of money coming in mm -hmm. you know what's the silliest job you ever had in your life Silliest. Yeah. I mean, I didn't merge for a long time. That was very <laughs> silly. Um, but an interesting one. Let me try to think. I oh okay, I got it. I had a lot of wild jobs. But uh this job is my go to silliest. I don't know why it didn't come right to my brain. But um um so I had a friend and she was working for a company that's classified as college entertainment. And she said, we need people come work. Right. So um, the guy that owns the company, he's a hypnotist. Okay. 
So this guy goes to colleges for high school proms and he does the hypnotist act. I'm sure you've seen one before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, he did this for years. He, and by the way, I'll just say this right up front. He is phenomenal at it. Okay. He's unreal. Anyway. So he starts this company because he sees this need for colleges to have all their entertainment taken care of. And that means casino nights. That means bounce houses. That means silly photography things where you dress up like you're in the wild west or something. Um, It means haunted houses. It means other jugglers and anything you've seen at a college. This is what we did. So I, (laughs) so I would go work in his warehouse and then on the weekends or whenever be sent to a college to go set up these, um, (laughs) casino tables and show all the kids how to use these tables and how to play the games. Or I would go do airbrush tattoos or I would go set up tents for psychics and like have an aura reading computer that never worked. Um, or I would go set up a bounce house or I would go just do these unreal, like stupid, silly things like karaoke <laughs> with a green screen. Yeah. And so if you just got over how like stupid it is, you yeah. realize like everyone's having fun doing your stupid thing. Yeah. And then you can start having fun. Yeah. So I would go get paid. It was essentially $300 of an event. So oh, like really good, actually. I would drive a minivan. It's really great. And especially then at that time, this is like 15 years ago. Yeah. And this is me uh, living in a shitty apartment, like very low overhead. Uh, I go out for the weekend. I drive down to Florida. I drive to North Carolina. I drive to Ohio in a minivan and just set up these events and, and you know i was usually alone sometimes i would just pick up a friend and be like listen we're going to florida let's go <laughs> um yeah it was cool man it was really silly and uh it paid well <laughs> wait so you had to drive to florida for 300 bucks oh yeah that's well pretty they, they would try to set up things like a tour like okay Go do this casino night in Florida, and then on in Georgia or something, you got airbrush tattoos or like you know whatever. So if you could, if they could set me up a weekend, I make nine hundred bucks for the weekend. Right, right. But I'd dri- I'd be driving all, <laughs> and I would do stupid shit like drive back from North Carolina like after the event. I'm like, I'm going home. I'm right. not getting a hotel. Fuck this. I'm going home. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, That's hilarious though. Yeah, it was horrible, but I was like the right age for it to be fun and just like I yeah. don't know, just almost reckless, you know, just like right. insane. You're uh you're a coffee fanatic. What are some of your go to spots in Rochester <laughs> and Buffalo? In I am a coffee fanatic. So we'll start with Rochester. Um, obviously, up Ugly Duck. Um, Rory from punk rock fame, such as um, Soul Control and Achilles and uh, How We Are. He has his own coffee shop Hell yeah. um, that freaking rocks. Um, it's obviously where all the punks go. Um, <laughs> he, he's just like this perfect shop. It's And I go there, you know, multiple times a week. Um, that And then there's this place, uh, Joe Bean in Rochester, that just um, 
they roast here and you can go in and get a coffee, but it's not like a shop. It's like kind of like they stop roasting and mm-hmm. come over and make you a cup of coffee. Um, that coffee is excellent. Um, and then let's go, let's go Syracuse. That's easy. That's recess coffee. Uh, another punk rock guy named Adam and, and Jesse. They have this awesome, uh, they have a couple locations in Syracuse. And I think honestly might be the only good cup of coffee in, the, in Syracuse. It mm-hmm. might have changed. Um, and then Buffalo. Huh. What about, have you been to Bean Bastard? I have not. That one's good. Yeah, I guess I'm only in Buffalo at night. So I haven't got coffee outside of a maybe a Starbucks or something. I, you know, do you have a spot? We have spot. Is that a place? It's yeah. called spot, Coffee Spot. I, it's not very good coffee, but I think I went, to, <laughs> I went there one time on tour or something. Yeah, we definitely have that. There's a lot of weird spots, but yeah, Bean Bastard's a good like newer one. They're about to open cool. this other I'll location. Great. I'll check that out. Um, yeah. We, we've been meaning to take some trips to Buffalo um, to see some cool stuff. We just haven't had the time. Yeah, you got to do it. Do it when I'm back. We'll, we'll hang out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So when we were playing shows out there when we were young, <laughs> I, we were terrified of Buffalo. Really? I don't know if that's like a... Well, yeah, I heard I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy, I think, was the one that said Rochester was like gatekeeping a little bit with like hardcore. Oh. Yeah. That's what you're talking about, but... No, I don't. The Buffalo thing was more like, I always thought there was a Syracuse Buffalo beef. I don't know if that's real or if that was fabricated by like the people around me, but like, I kind of always felt like when we go to a hardcore show there to like, just be careful, you know? Really? <laughs> so I don't know if that's like a, um, that might be my generation kind of like in the generation before me that I mean, it might be all bullshit, but, uh, yeah, that was probably a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Are you a black coffee or cream and sugar guy? I like a little oat milk. Okay. Um, you know, everyone kind of gets snooty about the black coffee, but the thing is I enjoy coffee creamy. So that's what I like, you know, I not too creamy where I can't taste the coffee, but yeah, I like the, I like to lighten it up a little bit. What about you? Yeah. I'm, I'm like the same, like I'll make a black coffee, but I like, I like the cream in it too. Yeah, you know what I like? I like diner coffee black. Oh yeah. I think it's always by necessity because they don't they won't have a milk alternative. But yeah. uh I prefer like a Denny's coffee and give me a black man. Yeah, it's good as hell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. What's the Rochester scene like these days? Has it been easy Ro- to get out there and like play shows locally? Rochester's awesome. It is an incredible scene. Um it was tough for us to break in. Um, I think mostly pandemic stuff and um, just no one knew who we were. Um, but um, once you're in, man, it this place is unreal. Um, there's a great indie rock scene. Um, there's a million good bands. Um, mm-hmm. The hardcore scene is incredible. Um, we have, you know, Only Shallow. You know, this hardcore band from here is unreal. They draw a ton of people. Anytime they play a show, the bug jars pack. Um we have awesome rock bands like Ginger Faye Bakers and the Drippers. Um, there's this band Pluck that's kind of from Buffalo. I think a couple of them might be from Buffalo. Uh, they just blow you away. Um, there's just like all these amazing bands here. Um, there's like we when we moved here, we went. Uh, there's this place called Radio Social. It's a it's a bowling alley 
and like just kind of like hang out. Um, and they had bands play outside, and this was during the pandemic, so this was perfect for us. And we went and saw a show there, and it was Ben Mori and the Eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't know who they were. We've since met them. They're awesome people. But this band was so good. And I looked at Kate, and I was like, the bar is so high here. Yeah. I don't know if we could do this. Um, you know, um, Mikhail Davis is from here. Uh, it's just like endless great bands that I always want to go see. Um, the scene is like truly special. And I try to kind of like spread the word about it as much as I can, because I think this place is just like, it just breeds like these amazing bands and like everyone's just being super creative. It's not just like one sound it's, it's all over the place. Um, I mean, you go to the bug jar on a Friday, Saturday, it's packed. You go on a Monday, oddly packed, you know, any day of the week, there's going to be people there, you know, it's just, you know, we're kind of low on venues that like people want to go to, but like, just like any other city, but, um, this place is unreal. Um, there's just so much cool stuff going on and like stuff you didn't even know about, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's it's so freaking cool out here what's it like to collaborate with your wife does it make the songwriting easier or do you guys clash over creative input so we before we started the band we just said let's not do music together (laughs) um i'm you know typically i i think I'm, i'm like kind of a hard head about like what i want but doing it with her you kind of, I kind of just like got over that really quickly um, because she's so talented. Um, so we'll, you know, the process is start with vocal melodies, which I think is a great, uh, you know, I've always heard that's the best way to go about, you know, pop bands. So she'll she'll write some vocal melodies with a chord progression and try to just kind of get the bones of a song um maybe add a little guitar just to like give me an idea where this is this is going um and then i'll come in and this is she does that all alone and then i'll come in alone with the recording and just do my thing over it you know write both the guitar parts um and then she'll come in and we'll go together and figure out a structure and We'll also have to figure out what of my guitar uh, lines is clashing with her vocals. Right. And this is where it gets a little heated Ooh. <laughs> because I'll love what I wrote and she'll love what her she wrote. And right. does she change or do I change? Oh, no. So so that gets a little heated sometimes, but we're we're getting better at it. And, and also, <laughs> like, when, when I say gets heated, it gets heated. It really does. Yeah. But we are very good at being like, okay, we're done writing. Let's go get dinner. Let's go to a movie. Like, and we're all, it's, it's just clear. You know what I mean? We just compartmentalize it into this thing that we're doing this task. So, um, but we figure it out and we figure out what's best for the song. And that's like what we have to keep remembering when we do that. Um, and, uh, so then we'll structure it from there. We'll argue and, you know, just like any other band. But I think the beauty of it is like with, 
with being able to record at home is like you're it's just the two of us and like we don't have to fight with everyone else yet um so that like we come to a conclusion of how we want the song to be yeah so we're on the same front so when we bring it to the other guys um it's not that the song is set play the song it's you know obviously in a live setting things will change and um so when we bring it to them it's like they don't have to stress out or be combative because we did all the hard work of mm -hmm. like arguing not like the hard work of writing like the hard work of arguing so when we bring it to them and then they you know um it's it's easier for them this is what i say um yeah. and we've only been writing with other people as of recently so this that's like a new thing but um uh, it's been working really well, but uh, yeah, it's it's so rewarding to to answer. Go back to your actual question. Um, <laughs> that was good. Um, I just, you know, I'm an, I'm in awe of her talent a lot. Um, she's an excellent singer, and it she is just like unreal and like so creative, tremendous. And you know, I'll get really emotional when I hear it, and then especially after like a final recording, like we have, we have three songs done. Yeah. And sometimes I'll just put them on and just be like, get so emotional and so proud of her. Like it is like, it is like a feeling that I've never had. Like, it's like, you're right. just like falling in love with someone again. You're just like, I can't believe this. I can't believe what we did together. And like specifically what she has done mm -hmm. and to just, it's, it's so rewarding, man. It's just like, I, I don't recommend it for every couple, but like if you can get along and do it, it is just like, there's nothing like it. It's awesome. And then you just play with her on stage. It's just like the coolest thing in the world. That's the power of music though. It's so cool when you can create something. Absolutely. I've been trying to demo stuff myself and I, I'm, I'm running into that issue because I'm doing everything kind of myself. And yeah. I'll like record a bunch of vocal parts and then I'll try to go back and like figure out the guitar stuff and that's where I'm not super good at. So I'm just trying to figure it all out, but I'm doing it all in like garage band. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we do for yeah. demoing. It's, it's, it's the easiest. Yeah, man, you just, um, you'll learn it. You'll, you'll, you'll figure out like what the problems are. You just got to keep writing, Yeah, you know, totally. just keep going. Like that's just like, you know, like I'll, I, don't, I don't know how many times I've come in this room and just wrote a bad song. Right. Oh yeah. It happens. Like, room, like, yeah. It's just like, okay, that goes in the trash. That's all right though, because you just have to be open. You know, it like, uh, Rick Rubin, like wrote that book and I've, I'm halfway through it, but I listen to him all the time because obviously he's the, he's the guru, but like, you just have to keep your antenna up. Right. Yeah. And like the more it's up, the easier it is to get reception. Yeah. So like the more you do it, the more, you know, you'll, you'll be like, Oh, here it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how it goes. So, um, I nitpick it. too. I'm like a perfectionist. So I'll be like, Oh, like even stuff that I thought was like really sick. Like weeks later, I'll be like, Nope, that's gotta go. This sucks. It's <laughs> 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 just like, that's yeah. just how I get. Yeah. I, you know, you can't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> uh, you gotta just, you gotta, you know, you gotta have fun doing it. That's, right. you know, the best songs that we write are the ones where I'm like laughing and just like yelling yeah. and just being like, holy fuck, right. you know, those are the best ones. And then if you're having fun, 
you know, and then the ones that don't have fun, you know, we, we have, we have a song. I won't even say which one it is because people do <laughs> like it, but like, I just like, we had a hard time with it. Yeah. And I, we play it every set and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> even when you play it, you're just like, no. There's some cool parts. Like obviously like, you know, I do some guitar stuff that I like, but it's just like, I'm like, this isn't right. <laughs> and i mean that's and that's me being hard because I, people upset like people upset they like that song but like whatever you know what i mean it's just like songs man it's cool i like all your songs is it is it can you say which song it is or do you care no i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to say it just, I'll, I'll tell you okay but like i don't want to like take it away from anyone right I, 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 the five people that listen to our band and like that one song you know like just don't want to like upset that i'm, I'm genuinely curious <laughs> now that you're saying that <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll tell you that's awesome Not, yeah what's some of the what's some of the best advice you've ever received during your time as a musician man um so right before um i did this band i like i said i i mentioned earlier i was like totally done with music yeah you know i was doing merch for bands and uh i was doing merch for like um great bands mm -hmm. but they're they're people like the other bands that were on these shows, like just like discouraged me so much. Yeah. And I just got burnt out. Um, not necessarily even talent or whatever, but just like, I hated it. I hated the style. Yeah. So I was totally burnt out on music. Um, I quit touring. And um, even before that, I was, I wasn't playing at all. Um, I did band here and there, but um I was just like, didn't pick up a guitar, didn't do anything. And like, when I got home from like my last tour, I wasn't even listening to music. I was listening to Nick Cave. Just, that's just my, what I can listen to. That was it, you know? Yeah. And, um, there was, I worked in the Lower East Side and the Lower East Side of Manhattan is this like art Mecca. Um, it's turning into like a mall and it's, you know, just like any other cool neighborhood. But left over from that, like, heyday was this uh, performance artist. And I would see her all the time on the street. And she fucking rules. Um, I don't know her name. Um, but she just posted for the first time on Instagram, on Instagram in a long time. But uh, she was just really inspiring. And in, in that era of New York, the 90s in New York, that art scene is, like, I, I hold that to the... So sick. Like, that's the, <laughs> that's the coolest shit in the world. Like, yeah. Jarmouche, stuff like that whatever sorry i'm going on a tangent but this woman is like clearly from that era she does performance art it's fucking right. weird and i'd see her on the street while i was working and i just always have good conversations with her and she um one day just said you're an artist right like what do you do and i was like well i used to play music but i i don't anymore it's just like it doesn't it it i just can't do it anymore you know just yeah. to be kind of like quick with it but she said you know you might think you're done with music but music is never done with you and that's like such a simple line but it is the line i was waiting for for like four years for someone yeah. to just say that to me right and 
And and I think what that did for me was to put uh, music in more of like artistic terms and more of like a mythological, like spiritual thing instead of like a technical thing. Um, So that kind of put it there for me, which is exactly what I needed. Um, And like weeks later, I wrote all those songs and I was happy again and just like really excited about music. And it's, and and that line is like nothing, not anyone, someone could say that to you and you'd be like, get out of my face. But it is what I was searching for. And this woman who like, I thought was so fucking cool, said it at the right time. And uh, I never got to tell her like I did that. Maybe I'll message her sometime. But uh, it was just like so impactful. And it was like kind of embarrassing also. Like I didn't want to be like, hey, like you fucking crushed me and like (laughs) got me going, you know, like spit some knowledge on me. (laughs) She did, man. And like, I don't know. She knew I needed it. You know, I don't know. Whatever. It was cool. That's sick, dude. Any uh, any freak accidents happen while you were out on the road at any point in your career? Dude, are you... Freak accidents. Okay, let me think about Lefty Tour and stuff. <laughs> I have one that just happened, but it was when I got home from tour. But I'll save that. Let me try to think if there's any like weird oh, really? freak accidents. <laughs> oh, man, I mean, just like tires blowing. Dude, dude, okay, so I'll tell you this one. The last firework, the first, the first fireworks tour back. Oh shoot! I might already know this. Yeah, it's not crazy. It's not that crazy, but it's just like welcome back kind of thing. Yeah. So the bandwagon pulls up. It's the first time everyone they're they're in a bandwagon too. They're like so excited. <laughs> they're and like we're, we we're big all now. <laughs> the, Yeah, like finally, <laughs> what they deserve. Yeah. And I think we can say that on this podcast that. Oh yeah. Fireworks put out an amazing record, and oh, um, yeah. and they they've are reaching their potential um absolutely and you know playing the shows they deserve to be playing in front of more people anyway so this so this um bandwagon pulls up i won't go into too much (laughs) but uh there's more of the story that i'll just leave your imagination but anyway (laughs) the drive i will say the the driver's this wild boy and he is like blowing our minds about who he is yeah. And he's fucking awesome. We grew to love him over the two weeks. He's fucking awesome. I'd fucking die for this guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's having trouble backing in and all this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so he gets in finally and he, he we load the trailer and we're all <laughs> ready. We're all like, all right, tomorrow's a big day for a show. And we just look over and the tire is flat and thrashed. And we're just like, <laughs> oh, no. are you kidding me? We didn't go anywhere yet. <laughs> oh, no. So luckily we have the best in the world at that point uh, Avanti and she got us a tire uh, that night and uh, that was great yeah. but what um, that's just like a most recent one but like what just happened to us so we just did a weekend of shows and I had my we um, we travel in my my minivan yeah. and uh, the next morning I had to go into work or something I'm trying to think yeah I had to go into work and it was a time I don't go into work. It was just because I was gone. I had to go catch up. And I'm driving into work. And I'm in a stoplight. And a car runs the, the light. 
Uh. And another car T-bones it. And they just start tumbling right at me, dude. No. This car is flipping. And I'm just sitting there at the red light being a good driver. And they just smash right into my van. No. And it's all slow motion, like everyone says. Oh, and no. the window smashes in my face. No. It just like crushes the side of my van with all the gear in it, by the way. This is oh. why I can sit, I can tell this story. <laughs> that sucks. So I'm like, no. So I'm like, still on the brake, which I'm really proud of. You know, I didn't like freak out. Yeah. So I put the car in park and I have a podcast on, you know, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know if you heard uh, Neil Brennan's new podcast. But Not it's yet. Much no. It's really great. It's called Blocks. It's a free plug for Neil, man. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but it's <laughs> comedians talking about, like, it's basically therapy. So yeah. it's like kind of embarrassing in these like, you know, these idiots are talking about anyway. So that's blaring and I don't realize, and I just get out of my car and, uh, this guy's upside down and I have to like, I don't know. I'm just like staying calm. I'm really proud of myself. I'm like so calm. And I'm just like, Hey dude, you all right? <laughs> and just hear him go. Yeah. So I pull this guy out of his car and I really want to go check the gear. That's all I want to do. Yeah. But I, but I got to make sure this guy's freaking alive. Yeah. And, uh, so I get him out and like, we do the whole thing and just make sure everyone's okay. Everyone's fine. Everyone's good. That's good. Two cars are totaled and mine's all banged up. And I finally go look at the gear and it's totally fine. Thank God. (laughs) So this is like a month ago and I still don't have my van back, but, uh, really, any day now, they said they had to like reorder all those panels on the side and like <laughs> took that long. That seems kind of crazy. I guess it's pretty standard. I I think it's ridiculous, but um, yeah, it's insane. I don't think I <laughs> so told this. Post- yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I'd, on my birthday a couple months ago, I literally went to go walk my friend's dogs, and my buddy was in town, and we had like one or two days left of just like hanging out. We were gonna go to the beach that day. And I had to go walk my friend's dogs that morning. So my buddy came with me and literally the moment we got to her house, I go grab her dogs and we start walking down the sidewalk within like 10 seconds of walking down the sidewalk. This guy backed up into my freaking car on my, my on my birthday too. So we had all these fucking plans and it's LA. So you can't just like Uber everywhere. Yeah. It costs way too much. So yeah, it just kind of ruined everything. And I had to like, Yeah. We had to like duct tape my car just to get it back to like a like a car place. It was horrible. Man, it's getting you know, especially not doing anything wrong. Getting your car smashed is like your day is ruined, and totally it's just ruined. like after everyone's okay and you're you're like cool, everyone's fine, and you're just like, but now my day is. And, yeah. and, and it's been, I mean, you know, I haven't had my van, I have a rental or whatever, but it's like you got to call these people all the time. Yeah, all these insurance companies and your rental place and all this stuff and it's just such a hassle but like it sucks but like you know for me at least it was like a cool like i'm alive dude like right two feet over and that i would have been lights out you know what i mean yeah um and i think that's if we can walk away with that like you know what i mean like yours didn't seem like it was that bad but it could have been you know what i mean like you could have you could have 
broke a leg you know what i mean like who knows what yeah. could have happened like um, i've gotten hit a few times like in the car too out here i've never i've never caused an accident knock on wood but it's always <laughs> it's always scary it's yeah it's it's a wild thing but it keeps us in check you know at least you didn't have any like crazy tour stories of like you know like falling off the edge of like a mountain or something no man <laughs> i've heard reason. a bunch of those like a bunch of like scary like mountain accidents and stuff like that and like ice you know, yeah vans burning down to the ground like so scary. back to like um uh uh jonathan dennison who i played in unholy with he was in the promise and their van just burnt to the fucking ground wow and uh all their stuff was pretty much lost and they were on tour with bane who we were talking about yeah bane took care of them or whatever and like that's the beauty of parkour but like yeah yeah dude there's you know there's been a in in recently too there's been some accidents and it's just like that stuff hits really hard for people that have toured you know yeah and just like um what was the ghost inside they're terrible thing that was like a big that was when i was in the height of touring and that just like really shook all of us you know we were just like you know, we had all seen them that year and like, right. just like that, that stuff is, is scary, man. And it's just, you got to take the positive from all that stuff and just tell your friends you love them and stuff. You know what I mean? It's very inspiring. They were even able to bounce back the way they did after. All yeah. That. That's true. comeback. Like those, those dudes, I don't know if I would get in a vehicle like that after that kind of thing, you know? Um, right. But, um, those guys did it, man. They're, you know, they're troopers, dude. And I know Travis Barker at one point, you know, he got in the, the plane accident. Um, I, For a while, he wasn't, he was refusing to go like across seas, but I guess he's back to doing that now. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, that's got to be insane. Um, I wonder how he got over dude, that. Dude, that's, I can't imagine how like traumatic that is, you know? It's horrible, yeah. Dude, Ric Flair got in two plane uh, crashes. Oh, really? That dude's still flying jets, baby. Yeah. <laughs> flying WWE. Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, that dude's... Now, that dude's an inspiration. Dude. He's, <laughs> he's... He's considered the greatest of all time. Yeah. He is, like, pop culture. He almost died several times. And dude's out there just, like... He just had an energy drink or something come out. And, like, some <laughs> weed. Dude, I'm... Dude, one of my favorite moments is me. I went, I waited in line two hours to shake his hand. Really? Was <laughs> yeah, that recent dude. or like a long time ago? Mm, uh, probably six years ago or something. That's cool. Um, he, it was right after his scare where he was like in the hospital for like a couple weeks in a coma and shit. Or, yeah. Um, and then he was doing like a, a thing at an indie thing. And I was like, I got to go shake Rick Flair's hand before this guy goes and, and now we're like fucking eight years later and he's just like crushing it dude so that's so sick yeah you got you got to meet your heroes while while you can you know yeah dude like your fucking peewee just died i mean that that oh, killed me man. that was a crusher dude crusher the whole tom petty that i you know yeah that year that he was touring hard i was like we got to go see tom petty because we don't know how long he's even around and then just like weeks later we lost him dude that's yeah. just like big regret i never saw him you know yeah same dude and prince and this is a this is a tour story for you i was Ooh. when prince died i was in like one of those cool towns like boise or like 
something like that. I was out with um, story so far. I'll never forget this freaking morning, dude. I am such a Prince guy. And uh, in the morning in on tours, I just, I leave the bus and I just go find coffee and hike or find a park or whatever by myself. And yeah. my wife just like is texting me. I think Prince is dead. And I was like, no, I'm just like in the middle of this park. And I'm like, shut up. And I like, I'm on my phone, like yeah. trying to figure this out. And they're like, someone is in critical condition on Prince's property. And I was like, it's not him. It didn't say it was him. And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's him. And I was like, stop it. And I was like getting yeah. really <laughs> mad with her. I was like, you can't, you can't say this. We don't know who it is. And like, yeah. Oh man. So it's, I think it was Boise. I think it's the knitting factory in Boise. Maybe, okay. maybe I'm wrong anyway. So I've, you know, they finally confirmed it and I'm in this park just sitting on a bench. So I go right to the record store and I buy purple rain and I'm just like, I was like, I need, I just bought the record and the guy at the counter knew and he was like, man, what a sad day. He's like, it's like, but you get better get out of here. Cause the new, the local news is coming down. They're just going to like corner you. And I was like, all right, I gotta go see you later. Damn. <laughs> and I why I watched them come with the cameras. I'm just like running out the door. Yeah. Was that you said? Were you doing merch for the story so far? Yes. Was yeah. that like I, the the terror tour? That terror? No. I don't remember what year that was that he died. It was. We were out with Comeback Kid. We were doing a Canadian tour, Ooh. and we were dipping back in, which was cool. That was one of my last tours. I did uh, merch, and we and you know I hadn't uh, I hadn't worked with them before, but they just hit me up for that. And I was like, I haven't done Canada yet. So this is perfect. Yeah. I'll go with you guys. And we had a good time. Dude, that song they dropped today, their new song. Did you hear it? No, I did not. Dude. It's so good. <laughs> I bet it's good. Those guys fantastic. are fantastic. Yeah. Those guys are top tier. Really the best. Yeah. Um, what's your advice for musicians out there that are starting out? Practice. Don't stop practicing. Um, I had a big gap where I didn't practice and I'm trying to catch up right now. And it's a shame. Yeah. But practice is always a good one. Um, just keep going. If you really like, you know, when you love something, like, you know, if you love music, if you don't, it's fine. You can still play music if you're having fun. But when you love something like that, you need to just keep going and you can take advice and you can, you know, learn stuff from people. But if, and this is, this happened to me, you know, like someone says you're not good enough or someone says you're too old, which happened to me in my early twenties. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to that because you can just, you got to just keep going yeah. and, you know, you find out what you're good at and focus on that stuff. You know, sometimes it's not songwriting. Sometimes it's playing. And sometimes it isn't playing, it's songwriting or coming up with melodies, whatever. Just focus on that. Get Try to get better at all the other stuff. But just don't worry about everyone else. Don't try to do whatever people are doing. Just do your thing. Do what you want to do. Let yourself come out in what you're writing. Yeah. Um, and you'll have a great time. And just, you know. You're gonna you're gonna be in bands that break up. You're gonna be in bands with terrible people that are scum, and you won't find out till later. Yeah. You're gonna, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna be heartbroken. That's how you know you like it, though. It's yeah. like your band breaks up, 
and you're heartbroken, start it's just it, start a new band. You can yeah. take some time, but don't but don't stop. I just saw my friend Ed the other night. He played in a band called the Stone Lows, which is an amazing Rochester band, and they had to call it quits. And you know, I could tell he was bummed, but yeah. he you know he knows that like he's got to keep going. He's he's too good. Like you got to keep going. Yeah. Um. So that's like kind of the advice and like that practice thing is also just like just dude just practice your guitar practice your drums be undeniable that's the thing jimmy said one time just be undeniable yeah and like you'll you'll always have a band you know you always have somewhere to play so right that's that's well said i love that um what are your goals for bad bloom this year it's released this year so we we recorded three songs uh, the idea was a full length, but we kind of um, adjusted. Um, so we, we recorded three songs. We're going to release them as singles. Unfortunately, that's the way you do it now um, for algorithms and Spotify and all that shit, which yeah. I, I, I like full records. Yeah. I wish I could be blur and just put out a full length record, yeah. but you can't do that until you have enough, a big enough fan base, yeah. which we don't have right now. Need that cloud. So we, <laughs> you got to get that clout. Yeah. So we have three songs. We're going to release them as singles. And then um, we're going to get a seven inch. We're going to self-release the seven inch. Um, and actually have a physical copy of something for our band. And we're going to play as much as everyone else will allow me to uh, book our band shows. Yeah. And, um, and then hopefully by the end of the okay so we're at the end we're we're heading towards the end of this year so by the by next year i hope to have a full length written mm-hmm. and um be able to um have it put out uh in a way where a lot of people can hear it um and be able to uh, just reach more people you know mm-hmm. and just you know we're 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 not we don't keep this to ourselves. Like we want to be in the beginning I, to anyone that joins the band, which has been a lot of people. Unfortunately, I say, I want to be the biggest fan in the world. Now I don't think that's what's going to happen, but that's where we're aiming. And I just, I just, uh, we love this. Me and my wife love this and no one's going to freaking stop us. Yeah. And, uh, I love what we're doing and all I want to do is that. So, the goal is to only do that and have time to write all the time and to play music. So I want to take a giant step um, within this year to try to make that happen. And if it doesn't, I know that I tried the hardest and I was always with this band was to have no regrets. And if it, you know, we, we know the statistics, we know the percentage of bands that can actually make a living and, uh, do it full time. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if we didn't try, um, then we, you know, regret it. So, and uh, we try so freaking hard. So I love that. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's, um, you know, if things don't get to like a place that's like you know people know our name or you know whatever you know or someone puts out a record for us is okay because um 
we try so freaking hard and we put all of our everything we have into this so like that's our year i mean that's gonna be every year for a while um, yeah yeah so that's, that's what it's year. all about Gotta and to play your... some awesome yeah. rock shows dude just to like rock you yeah. know what i mean like there's nothing cooler than that just to like go freaking like when i'm having a good show i'm yelling at our drummer just like like good things you know yeah yeah and that that's what i love and then just like looking over at my wife and she's laughing at me and like we're just like ripping dude that's the funnest thing in the world that's you know cool. yeah <laughs> dude i miss it so much i haven't played a show in like almost 10 and a half years now dude so, you gotta get back on it you get dude you got kyle to. out there your buds with him right i love kyle yeah dude he's he's a little flaky with the texting lately but dude I, tell I gotta... me about it <laughs> that's not just you man yeah, dude. I, I don't know. He, he <laughs> probably just stressed about those West Coast shows. Who knows? Oh yeah, totally. He's totally wrapped up in it. Uh, yeah. We'll give him a break, but but Kyle, <laughs> if you're listening, man, to this podcast, we love you. We need faster texts, dude. I need a phone call. I call him so much, man. Kyle, just give me a give me a call out of the blue, dude. I call you all the time, man. Right. Just call me and call Kellen, dude. He wants to start a band. I think we. I think you guys could do something cool. Um. You know some people out there. Our friend Daniel plays drums. I don't know if he still plays, but he's out there, dude. Who's Daniel? Got three right there. Dan nice. uh, uh, played in Transit. Um, oh yeah, okay, yeah. He does photography out here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That dude's a coffee guy. You should go get some coffee from him. But um, hell yeah. And he was in the movie club, dude. What, Is he really? Movie? He was in the beginning when I was doing oh, it. Oh, what the heck, dude? Here's a good. Here's a good one for you, Daniel. Dude, I love this dude. I haven't seen him in years. But he was in the movie club. One day, dude, he I don't know remember what movie it was, but he wanted to talk about it so bad. But he was on a bike ride. Dude, he put he put the fucking phone on his bike facing him and he's just riding his bike listening. No way. And dude, I dude, it was it was definitely the most legendary movie club meeting ever. And we were just all laughing and like He's just like chiming in every once in a while. The wind's going, <laughs> dude. Like, it was he's so like cool. Pushing his little bell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like ringing his bell. Ringing oh, bell. I have something to say. <laughs> ring his bell. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Legendary dude. And he's gonna be. I'm gonna be in L.A. in a couple weeks, and he's gonna be gone, dude. Oh, but, you're gonna uh, be here. Yeah, I'm coming oh, out with yeah. fireworks. So, um. Oh, okay. I didn't I, realize that. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm coming a couple days early to drink some coffee and see some movies. We're going to New Beverly on. Um, Ooh. On a Tuesday, it's some French films we're going to go see, me and Kyle, Chris what are Brown, you seeing? another movie club guy. Um, I don't know these movies, but um, I forget the name of them. Oh, okay. It's, um, I have the I calendar know literally on my fridge, so I can go look in like a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a double feature. I don't That's know it. if we'll stay for both. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's funny because like the whole couple weeks leading up to and after are all these kick-ass movies like I would love to see <laughs> yeah. in the theater, like yeah. on film. And then that, the only night I'm free is like these French films, which maybe I'll love. I don't know. Right. Um, but it was, it's just like, I don't know, Third Man's playing this week or something. And I was just like, I can't watch Third Man on film. Like that yeah. would be so cool. But uh, hopefully I love these films. <laughs> Dude, I saw I saw a legendary film there like last week. Do you know, you are you familiar with like Harmony Corinne's like stuff? Like I did like Gummo. 
Oh, dude, not really. I've never seen oh. Gummo. What no. What else is his? Well, Gummo is legendary. Um, he right. did like Julian Donkey Boy, and that one's like okay. And then he did. Oh, he like wrote Kids. You know, Kids, the skateboarding movie. Yeah, I've never seen that one either. Okay, Gummo is the best for sure. Um, okay, the, he, he did this movie called Trash Humpers. <laughs> that oh, was at God. New Bev, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's literally. Oh God, it's just like this weirdo art movie where it's like all these like people in like old person masks just running around humping shit and like just causing havoc basically. Like they have like axes and they're like just destroying shit and just making these crazy noises. It's amazing. Wow, dude. It's like I jackass. Gonna... <laughs> I did like the last jackass. That was great. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that, but just crazier. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's freaking cool. Um, all right, well, we reached the speed round here, so I ask a bunch of bullshit questions, and you give me your best answer. Dude, I'll give you bullshit answers. Let's go. Grape jelly or strawberry jelly? Strawberry. Last item you threw at someone? Oh. <laughs> I feel like I don't throw things at people anymore. Not even your wife? What? A... No, I would never do anything like that. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Damn. Uh, best Bad Bloom song. Uh, my favorite. Okay, Automatic. Okay. That's the best one you can find on Spotify. Hell yeah, that's a good one. That's the one that's got the pink cover, right? I think so. It's a uh, blue cover. The blue the, cover. Okay. The pink one's Remnant, which is also a good. Song. Oh, okay, okay. Um, favorite Polar Bear Club song. Ooh, good one. So. Oh. Oh. You know, like like I said, I'm bad with with titles, but like <laughs> right, that's fine. I think it's the second song on the heavy song, dude. You know what I'm talking about. I think it's the second song on uh on a rather the better. No, no, no. Um, maybe it's Chasing Hamburg. Oh, okay. Um, Living Saints. Oh, Living Saints is a great one. I actually, when I, I'm going to change, that's not the song I was thinking of, but that's a great song. Yeah, it's a great um, one. They have a lot of great songs. It's really hard to choose, and I don't know the titles right. of them, but Living Saints is a, is a great song, so we'll do that one. <laughs> well, even though you're bad at titles, what's your, what's your favorite fireworks song? <laughs> Ooh. I had a couple of these on here, but I know you're bad at titles. Oh, I'm so bad at titles. Um, my favorite fireworks song. Oh, I do know. Well, no, I don't know the name of it. It's so okay. So it's on gospel. Okay. Okay. And this is this is when I became pals with them. So um, we did. I was TMing Polar Bear Club, yeah. and um, they uh, they just put out gospel. And they there's this song that we all used to dance to. <laughs> and I can't think of the title. Can I? The oh, Wild Bunch? Take me too long. The Wild Bunch? No, it's not The Wild Bunch, but I love Wild Bunch. That's a great song. Got, that ending is just like unbelievable. Uh, it's a dancier song on there. It just starts with the guitar going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, why can't we start old and get younger? Yeah. That's the one. I love and, that song. Uh, I think, listen, I think this new record is like, those are their best songs. Yeah. But that song will ever have this nostalgia of every time it came on, so the tour was Polar Bear Club, Fireworks, <laughs> Balance of Composure, and Make Do and Men probably at that time. Wild. 
and such gold was on there a little bit too but every uh-huh. night we would all like all of us <laughs> would go dance to that song <laughs> and just have the best time and i just remember you would just you know some people would be across the room and we'd just be like screaming <laughs> to each other just like dancing and they don't even they don't play that and i wish they would Kyle, you're still listening answer your texts and you guys <laughs> gotta learn that song I know you haven't been playing it and you probably haven't practiced it, but it's such a good that. song and life is yeah. killing me. There's so many good songs. They don't play. Yes, I agree. And closet weather. I love that one. Oh, classics. Um, what's a hobby that you have that some might not know. Dude, I can't have a hobby because it just obsess. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I yeah. play music. And it's just, I'm obsessed. I have a woodworking business. I'm obsessed. Film. I'm just like, it's not even like, I I consider it a job. Yeah. Um. Let me, let me try to think of something weird that I do that I just like, dude, I seriously, I'm a pretty serious guy. Yeah. And I think people don't like me because of that, because I'm just like, let's talk about film. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just yeah. like, but like, no, 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 that's not it. It's not a joke. Like I need, you know, <laughs> um, I serious, seriously, like maybe people don't know I read. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I'm, I just, my hobbies become my life. You know what I mean? Like I go to work, I go straight into the, the wood shop and then if there's time I can write and, and, and play music and then me and my wife watch like an hour of tv and then i just fucking go to bed dude it's just like all right i guess seriously i wish i had something that i did <laughs> just say co- coffee your coffee hobby i do have a coffee hobby and when we do we go on the road we try to find the best coffee there's my hobby that's solid yeah <laughs> uh what's something that you got detention for in high school so our friend group was always pulling pranks but like the teachers thought we were funny so we didn't get in trouble that often where i would get detention yeah the time that i do remember i got detention is because we all skipped a day um there was like a blood drive and we like whatever we went to lunch because like people were <laughs> you know we were like dude we can get away with it today in no way right and it's i think if we just, if this is all my funny punk rock fans. I miss, I miss these guys, but I don't even see them. We have a high school reunion this year. Maybe I'll go. Um, oh, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. We got in trouble and it, it, it was in, in nothing with us was like just normal. And I remember that the only like interesting part of the story is that they gathered us up, brought us to the principal's office. And when we got in the principal's office, our principal, uh, I forget her name. She classically had her swivel chair facing the wall. And then when we all sat down, she turned around and we didn't like <laughs> even know she was in there. And we were just like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> and I think we just laughed the whole time. And she was like, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's really, really the only time I ever got detention, even though we were pulling pranks constantly. I just think yeah. we, I just think the teachers thought we were funny and like we were being harmless. You know, there's plenty other. Right bad stuff going on <laughs> what's the best place for garbage plates in rochester it's a, it is and always will be dogtown i, I think. knew it i knew it um i, knew it. I um well you're vegan I'm right? vegan yeah. yeah i'm vegan so 
that is the place I've just always gone to, uh, even, you know, in the early 2000s, dude, just forever. Um, yeah. I've only gotten it once or twice since I lived here. I want it all the time, but, um, yeah, I don't get it. But, um, I think, yeah, it's gotta be Dogtown. I think, um, you know, Red Fern has like a take on it. Um, but, uh, dude, COGs is Dogtown, man. Yeah. It's classic. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Favorite restaurant in Rochester. Cool. So I will say Vula's. How do you um, say that? Greek. Vula's? Vula's. Yep. Um, it's a Greek vegetarian restaurant uh, owned by a friend, Vula, um, who, or her husband is in Shy Tooth with Jimmy. Oh, cool. Um, her family's from Greece, and it's, you know, uh, I think she opened it like maybe eight years ago, something like that, along those lines. Um, it's just like perfect Greek food that's vegetarian, and uh, we go there all the time. It's amazing. That's sweet. I'll check that out next time. Is Owl Absolutely. House good? I hear Owl House is pretty cool. Owl House is fantastic. Yeah. They well, are pricey. Uh, a little bit, but like it's not, it's definitely not crazy. It's it's a nicer place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but it's 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 reasonable. It's and it's delicious. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> What's your most embarrassing moment? Cool. <laughs> I, I'm so embarrassed all the time. Um, it'll probably be this podcast. Where I'm just yeah. like, oh, dude. I love it. Remember when I fucking told that boring story on that podcast? Um, now you've been great the whole time. Oh, I hope I hope I'm at least entertaining. I'm not like no, a big is, name for this. This was great. Here, but... <laughs> no, no, this was really good. I was, I was worried cool. because honestly, I haven't done one in like a month. Oh, but, no shit. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to figure out questions for you because it was harder because obviously you haven't done a lot of podcasts, but I usually refer to those. But yeah, I just listened to your one with with John Simmons, and uh, you were like shocking him with your info, and it was it was cool. <laughs> dude, he was awesome. <laughs> I love yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> What a righteous dude. We just we did the, a couple of shows with him, and he's just I fucking love Creeks. Creeks is a great. Oh, uh, Creeks is great. New Balance is great. Oof, um, so good. We're just giving everyone their flowers on this podcast. That's what I like to do. Yeah, uh, so it's is fucking awesome. Um, embarrassing, dude. I never really did anything embarrassing on stage. I I don't think. Um, I I, dude, I don't. I don't think I have anything off the top of my head that's any good. No, not um, even when you did merch. <laughs> Oh, I oh here's a good one. Here's a good one. Yeah, I got one. This is this is perfect. Okay. So one of my first merch gigs was with Earth Crisis. Yeah. Um, and so like I don't know these guys that well. Um I'm not really a merch guy. Um but Jonathan, who I talked about several times, uh got me the job. He's like, dude, you can do it. Yeah just fucking go for it so i'm doing merch and i'm doing everything wrong and one night i don't know where it is but um chad from newfound glory is there this is before i ever met chad <laughs> and this is you know this dude doesn't know who i am and i'm just like i'm young you know yeah 
comparatively to anyone on the tour everyone's like in their 40s and i'm like 22 or something yeah. oh shit my, your phones are gonna die one second okay can you hear me yeah can you hear me yeah yeah No. This is a good one. Oh, wait, now you're good. You're good. Okay, cool. Sorry, the audio probably sucks now. It's fine. It's fine. It's definitely okay. Cool. Uh, so, okay. So I'm doing merch. I love knowing where, what city I'm in when I tell stories, but I can't remember that what city I'm in. Anyway, Chad uh, is there, and uh, he loves Earth Crisis. Yeah. So he comes up to buy Windbreaker. And I'm like trying, like, the, New Found Glory is a band I grew up with, you know, in high school. So like, I fucking, I know who this dude is and like, I'm like, oh, nervous. So he, he comes over to buy a, a windbreaker and I have these windbreakers not in a convenient spot. Yeah. And my racks are stacked on the bins that the windbreakers are in. Yeah. And I go to grab one and all of the racks fall down on uh-huh. top of me. <laughs> just like buried in merch. No. And I just like am sweating and like, and I just pull it out. And he's just like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> he's like, you want, you want me to I come back? <laughs> What's that? He's like, you want me to come back? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. I'm like, no, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. So like. I'm just embarrassed and he like doesn't I wish he thought it was funny but he was just like come on dude like let's go you know what I mean like he wasn't being mean or anything he was just probably like yo I gotta go you know right (laughs) so like it's just totally perfect setup for me to be totally embarrassed that sucks and just like I just like I remember when he left I was just like well there it is you know (laughs) we've all been there such a loser (laughs) Did, did he get over it? Did you guys, were you guys cool after that? I never told him about it. I met him maybe like a decade later. Um, <laughs> no, I think I was still embarrassed. I like didn't tell him about it. That's amazing. You know, I, I, I'm also like not a guy that will just like be like, Hey dude, you know, remember, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. remember that time when all the yeah. birds fell on top of me and you were like, Whoa. Yeah. That would be more embarrassing <laughs> yeah. to me. Like, be like hey dude remember this like that would be more embarrassing than actually yeah. that all this stuff falling on top of me <laughs> totally that's funny <laughs> <laughs> he also produced that one fireworks record do you remember that yeah 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 absolutely Very first full yeah. yeah it's cool um let's see here favorite hardcore record oh good that's a good thing to think that's a really good question so yeah. you know I could do the thing everyone thinks I'm going to do and say destroy the machines by Earth Crisis, but we'll we'll no. we'll not go so obvious. So let's see, let's see. Some people say, hey, what breathe. do I still put on? Okay, I love hate breathe. Yeah, but um, trying to think about like what I still put on, right? Um, because I don't listen to a lot of hardcore anymore. But right, yeah, true. Um, but there are records I still put on. And uh, it's like straight up hardcore. I'm just trying to think like the coolest. Gorilla Biscuits is up there. 
Dude, I love Gorilla Biscuits. I love Seven Seconds. Like that's my wheelhouse. Whoa, here's 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 a cool one. Uh, Civ, set your goals. Yes, yes. Such a cool record. So good. Uh, had a chance at the big time with that with that record. It was on MTV Spring Break. I don't know if you yeah. remember that. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, Civ, set your goals. That record rules. Um, Perfect. I saw set your goals. Or I saw um Civ uh maybe like eight years ago with Sick of It All. They like just did like a one-off show and I was so happy. Was it crazy? <laughs> yeah. It was no, nah, it wasn't that crazy. I think for Sick of It All it was insane. But uh I think I think it's a very niche record for how big it was. Like yeah. I think it's like I think people would rather want Gorilla Biscuits, but I think like I think that Set Your Goals is like a perfect hardcore record. That's very accessible. But I yeah. got to see uh H2O open for Gorilla Biscuits like last week. It's pretty sick. Oh, that's awesome. That's a band I haven't seen in a while is, is H2O. I used to love them as well. Yeah, they're great. Would love to see Gorilla Biscuits too. Yeah, friggin' Travis Barker came out at the end of H2O, which is pretty cool. He Dude, that's so cool. I saw that video. Yeah. Cool. It was at the El Rey. That was a cool venue, actually. It's really nice in there and it's like easy to get in, easy to get out. Hope they do more shows there, like punk shows. Oh yeah. What a um let's see. Cats or dogs? Dogs. I got a dog. She was just in here. Yeah, I saw her. I was I figured. You did you saw her? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Dogs, dogs are the best. Uh scariest movie you've ever seen. Cool. I have a cool one for this. Okay. Um. Um. So there's this movie called Willow Creek. Ooh. Directed by hometown hero of Syracuse, Bobcat Goldthwait. Okay. Now, this movie is about Bigfoot. Ooh. And the first 30, 40 minutes are really silly. And you're with these people that you hate. <laughs> and you want to turn it off. Okay. <laughs> but this is all a tactic. This is all set up. And it's fucking brilliant. And I think people need to catch on to Bobcat. I know he's got a lot of good movies that people recognize, but this dude's a genius. Okay. Yeah. So you're set you the setup is these two terrible people going to the Bigfoot sites in California. I forget the you know the video where he walks across. Yeah, yeah. In that famous video. So they go to this site, you know. And they camp there. And you're just like, I hate these people. Like, we should turn this off. This is horrible. Yeah. And they sleep in their tent. And it's a no cut scene that's 10 minutes long. <laughs> and it's the most terrifying, suspenseful thing. And you don't see shit. You don't yeah. see a creature. You don't see shit. It's just noises. Yeah. And it is unbelievable. Yeah. Terrifying. So it's like Blair Witch when they're in the tent and they just hear all the shit from outside. Kind right. Of. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. That's cool. Little I just creep. saw it was it's on Tubi. I, I just saw it on Letterboxd. I'll have to check it out. Yes, dude. Stick it out yeah, and I'm wait down. for the scene. Yeah. And in this and dude, like he did like all of his like Bigfoot research. I've heard him on like talking about it and like how he like infiltrated these Bigfoot like groups and stuff and like went out with uh, them. Like so there's all this little knowledge. I don't know what I'm not like a big Bigfoot guy. Like I hope he's out there. Love yeah. to meet him someday. But like <laughs> there's like all these things that the lore of it like 
what they do when they attack and stuff like that. That they're all like very subtly in there. And I, I watched it with a friend that loves Bigfoot. So that's how I know about it. But like, um, dude, the guy's a great filmmaker. And I think he should get some more flowers. And we're going to do that right here today. Bobcat, you fucking rule. I know you're listening, dude. I'm Yo, from Syracuse. You are too. Windy City Heat. Windy City Heat. I love that one. I've seen that dude, one. Dude, I don't even know if I've seen that one. That's yeah, that's like probably his most legendary one, right? It's gotta be. Let's see, that's the one I know. Oh, I know like world and world's 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 greatest dad. Oh, he did Shakes the Clown. I've oh, seen that too. Shakes the Clown, that movie rules, dude. Yeah, with Sandler, like one of <laughs> early Sandler's roles. Yeah. Oh, okay, man, so I've dude. seen those three. Cool. Let me check out Bigfoot. That's cool. God bless America. That's the other one. God bless America. Okay. Let's see. What's an incident that made you laugh until you cried? Okay. I don't want to waste too much time. So I'll tell you this. Okay. There's a skit on SNL that every time it happens, I would cry laughing. And it's called What's Up With That? And it's... Oh, with with Keenan? Keenan. What's up with that? I remember that. Dude, I cannot. I, I, I it just hits everything for me. Like yeah. I don't, I lose control. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't remember how it goes, but it was so funny. I do remember that. Oh, just look it up after this. I, I don't know if it'll hit you the same way, but for some reason, that is just that is pure comedy gold for me. Well, he did that for like a whole season. I remember that was like every yeah, week. Yeah, there's. Yeah. There's plenty of them, and I laugh till I cried every time. <laughs> That's amazing. What's up with that? I can't remember how he does it, but I'm gonna look it up. That's funny. Yeah. Um. All right. Last two. What is What is your biggest regret? My biggest regret, like we kind of talked about it, dude. I gave up music. Yeah, I guess that's uh, true. Yeah, that would be it. You know, and it's not. It got me to be in this band now. Uh, with my wife and appreciate it more. So maybe it's not like a total regret, but the thing is I let someone tell me I was too old to be doing bands, you know? And that, that sucks. Cause that's not true. That's never true. It's never you true. Know? It's bullshit. Um, and, and like I said, dude, I was like 24 or something. All right. And like, they're just, I was TMing this band and they uh, needed a fill in. And I was like, I, I can do it if we need to do it. And they were like, yeah, like you might look weird. Like you're, you're, you're older than them. You're a little too old to That's like, stupid. And I was like, okay. And that just like, that wrecked me. And then I, yeah. So that's, that's a regret is like listening to this person. And, uh, and they were, they weren't trying to be mean and like, it's not, I don't like have hate for them or anything. It was just, mm-hmm. they were just talking, you know? And, um, yeah, it's just taking bad advice like that. I've done it several times. You know, everyone will. Um, sucks, dude. You just got to trust your gut, dude. Dude, I hate people that give bad advice like that. Yeah. Um, What are you most proud of? Bad Bloom. Oh, um, yeah. Working with my wife. It's just so fucking cool. And um, these new songs we're really proud of. Um, I can't wait for people to hear them. Is that like this fall um, or is that later this summer or when are we thinking? Um, I think, um, are we in September yet? I don't know. what. We got like a month. Yeah. Like next month. 
Um, yeah, I want to say like a month away the first single comes out. Cool. Um, dude, I'll send I'll send you the the private link. Sorry, oh, yeah. sorry, uh, sorry, everyone else. I'm sending this coming. I want to hear it so bad, dude. <laughs> I, I love I love Bad Bloom. Like I I Thank genuinely you. I love it. I love the shoegaze stuff. Oh, dude, it's I, cool. I don't take that lightly. Thank you, dude. I'll uh, um, yeah. I'll send you that link. And anyone that's probably listening to this is already has a link anyway. So just chill. Yeah. <laughs> just chill out. <laughs> Kyle, you'll get it when you text us. Yeah. Yeah. You text me back, Kyle. <laughs> Fucking start a band. Yeah. The hell. <laughs> uh, where can your fans find you? Like what's your what's your Instagram handles? Um, it's just uh, you know, at Bad Bloom NY. Okay. Um, and I have I have the personal one, but it's just J- JPT, JYPT, but yeah. you know, it's just, it's just retweeting Bad Bloom. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and my oh, dog, yeah. maybe. I don't know if you. <laughs> do you have a dog Instagram? No. Uh, I, I do that for my dog. <laughs> do you? Yeah, Scooby. <laughs> we don't have time for that. And our dog's pretty weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, let me know when you're in town, like what, what dates you're here and whatever. We can get food or something. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, I'll be hanging with Kyle. We'll be drinking coffee. Sweet, hell yeah! Well, dude, this is fun. Thanks for doing this. Well, thanks for having me, man. I, I, this was just like a good conversation. I feel. Of course, yeah. I, I didn't even expect it to go this long. It's, that means it was great. Oh hell yeah! Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, we went like twice as long as I thought we would. So that was that was awesome. Yeah, I, I hope Kyle and one other person are at least listening to this podcast, dude. Oh, I'm sending it to everybody and their mother. Great. Perfect. <laughs> exactly how we got to do it. Yeah. Well, hope you have a good rest of your night. Are you going to watch any movies? Not tonight. I have to go. I have to get up early, but um, Everybody yeah, I started watching Slapshot last night, so I got to finish that. Ooh. Another Paul Newman movie. Dude. <laughs> Filmed in Syracuse, New York. What's up? You want to see oh, something yeah. crazy before you go? Yeah. All right. One second. He just got up and his dog followed. His, dog, his dog's really cute. If you guys... Um, Wanted to know. Just give some commentary. He's got a cool room there. He's got TV with a screensaver. He's got some pictures up there. I can't really tell what they are. Probably cool, though. Um, poster in the hallway. Maybe it's zombie flick. Maybe it's that Fido movie. Uh, is that that? You guys uh, put it in the comments if that's a real movie. Um, he's coming back. He's got his dog. Looks like a collie of some sort. Check uh, this out. Cool. I was doing commentary while you were gone. Oh, what'd you say? I was just like describing your room and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I got this Slapshot DVD signed by all three of the brothers. Oh, no. Shit. So cool. Yeah. I think my dad got this for me at like an estate sale in Buffalo. Like no joke. That's so rad. He he finds some cool stuff every once in a while. Pretty lucky. Oh, but, man. Yeah, it's pretty that's, crazy. That's, that's so cool. So they film like the like the rink scenes in Syracuse at the war memorial war memorial. I believe dude. And one of my friend's dad is like in the crowd and he'd always be like, my dad's in slap shot. <laughs> dude. That's so sick. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's gotta be like one of the better like hockey movies for sure. I like miracle. It's definitely. Oh uh, yeah. Ones. Miracle long time. Goons pretty good. People like that movie. Goons fun. Yeah. It was Sean William Scott. It's good. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a while, but. Or even like, like that one, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> dude, ducks, dude. Of course. Fly together or whatever they say. Yeah. 
you know <laughs> their goalie was supposed to do the podcast at one point uh sean oh Weiss. really yeah get him on dude i want to he's probably listening to this one so we can convince him yeah we'll convince him yeah well dude this was fun thank you so much and uh yeah just hit me up when you're out here i'm actually Absolutely. i'm going to like most of those shows so i'll see you there i'll be there man selling t-shirts Hell yeah. I'll be buying those t-shirts. Are they, gonna, are they gonna do the orange uh wolf boy shirt again? Because I was bummed I missed that. I'm sure they'll have a version of that. Yeah. That's a good shirt. I don't know. Yeah, ask Kyle if he ever texts you back, dude. Yeah, I told him actually on the last tour to, to grab me one. He totally forgot. So <laughs> fucker. <laughs> been shit talking Kyle this whole... Yeah, this is uh, a this is a total shit talk of Kyle. All right, story. so we'll end it with like good words about Kyle. Yeah. Kyle, you're fucking awesome. Yeah, you're really it. funny. You're a great <laughs> bass player. Um, you're a pretty good friend, except for the texting. And you're funny. You're a good comedian. Hilarious, dude. We're gonna. He's got a show coming up, everyone. Uh, I'm gonna just miss it. I want to say it's probably like the 13th <laughs> or the 14th. I'm flying in the. It's the 14th. It's a Monday, right? Yeah. What's that? Isn't his show on the Monday? It's like every Monday. Yeah, he's he's dude, he's doing some goofs on Monday. Everyone yeah. go see it. <laughs> some goofs. <laughs> I love that. Oh yeah, dude. All right, well, yeah, just hit me up. We'll definitely hang. That'd be fun. Sounds great. All right. Awesome. Well, Thanks for keep, having me on. Keep in touch. Yeah, dude.